Hello and welcome back to Easy Money Fantasy. It's your host Romeo and Slum. Um, today we're coming with some panic players. Uh, they're going to be guys that, you know, they're not playing too well right now and you might be panicking on whether you should try and move them or hold. And uh, yeah, uh, big one for me. Start right off the bat with Devin Booker. Uh, Devin Booker has not looked the same from last year. What do you think on Devin Booker, Slum? Yeah, that guy's definitely on my list, considering he was a projected top, you know, first rounder. I'm sure some people actually took him in the first round. I think in our league, someone did. Um, yeah, I would definitely be panicking right now with Devin Booker. I'm trying cut my losses, maybe try and trade him away. The arrival of Chris Paul definitely makes the t- team overall better, but it just kind of hurt Devin Booker fantasy-wise. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I agree completely. Chris definitely makes the team a lot better, but Booker's fantasy value has taken a huge hit. Um, Panic-wise, I mean, if you can get decent value back for him, I would probably take it. Um, but I do think he can do better than he is doing now. Uh, I mean, he's ranked like 100 and something, and that might be because of the games missed from... I know uh, Phoenix missed a couple games because of COVID, but I don't think he's going to be as bad as he has been, but at the same time, He's probably not going to be first round, second round value with Chris Paul there. So if you can get maybe like some kind of like second round value out of him, I would definitely be looking for that, especially if you're struggling. But if you can afford to hold him, I would definitely wait and see. Because Chris Paul, he's have, he has an injury history as well. So if he goes down, then Devin Booker could explode. Yeah, completely agree with there with you there. Um, if you can manage to hold him, try to. But if not, um, he's definitely not giving you first round value right now. Probably closer to the end of the second round. Um, but yeah, with Chris Paul's injury history, he's bound to miss games, and with those games missed, uh, Devin Booker can definitely go off. Um, yeah, he's just not really impressing anywhere right now. To be honest, I'm looking at his numbers. He's averaging what 22 points. Four assists and one point one steals, and he has four turnovers. So his assist to turnover ratio is disgusting. Yeah, um, yeah, he's not he's not really impressing anywhere right now. So I would honestly try and package him for a two for one for a first rounder if possible. Like I would try and oh, target it's... guys like Dame, um, maybe Jason Tatum. LeBron. <laughs> oh yeah, Jason Tatum. First round guys like Jason Tatum, eh? <laughs> oh, Jason Tatum. He's a first round guy yeah. now. <laughs> I still don't think he's a first round guy, but I think in most people's eyes, I, he's. I think he's better than Devin Booker, but not first round material in my eyes. Okay. Um, I'm just saying it, just you know, because I know you love him so much, and you would have definitely <laughs> drafted him if you could. Just trying to to please the audience, eh? Yeah, but I don't think he's a first round guy. I still think he's a second rounder, but he's still playing better than Devin Booker, um, at least. So, yeah, like I would really try and target like some of those guys, two for ones, 
But if you're winning, hang on. Clearly, you're doing something right. If you're losing, it's really time to move him. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you're up there with Devin Booker, he must have drafted pretty well. Or got lucky yeah. matchup-wise. Yeah, like, I honestly don't see his situation improving too much with Chris Paul mm-hmm. there. Assuming Chris Paul's healthy, so... Yeah, that, I think that was probably the first, the worst first rounder you could have picked. Yeah, if, if you picked him in the first round, yeah, that's probably the biggest bust. Did you have him there? I don't think I ranked him in the first round. Both of us had him. Um, I'll tell you right now. Uh, both of us, no, neither of us had him in the first round. We both had him in the second. Um, I had him at. Oh no, I, I had him at twelve. You had him at thirteen. So. Ooh, nice, nice. So I avoided that yeah. catastrophe. Yeah, he just avoided it by not being at the end of the draft, basically. Um, <laughs> same with me. Yeah. Um, I, I think another player that you should really be worried about is one of his teammates, uh, DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> There's, he's definitely on my list as well. Yes. Um, I'm sure everyone grabbed him in the second round, thinking he was going to take a step forward, but he is not looking great at all. He's still averaging a double-double at this time, but the points are just way too low. He's at like 12 points a game right now. And he's been scoring honestly in single digits for a lot of them. So yeah, he's not looking great. Um, I wouldn't cut him or anything. Uh, I feel like his situation is a little bit better. I think he has a better chance of improving than Devin Booker. Uh, playing al- alongside Chris Paul, it's just I'm. I feel like they're just not gelled properly as of right now, and I think over time it will get a little bit better. I'm reluctant to say he'll give you second round value, probably closer to third. Um, but yeah, what what do you think? Man, yeah, it's so weird. I thought Chris Paul coming into this would make Aiton like a million times better, just with the lobs and you know how uh, Chris Paul's always made like his bigs really good like he enhances their abilities but in this case i don't know what's going on over there but it doesn't seem to be happening um for aiden i probably would hold because i think he is gonna come around i wouldn't trade him for anything below where you drafted him unless like there's someone that's like breaking out higher than their draft value, but yeah, Aiden seems like a guy that can be solid. Um, and he's just trying to mesh like with the new team and stuff, but yeah, it depends what you need as well. Cause he's basically a rebound points, not even point. So more rebounds, um, field goal percentage and a block, I guess, but yeah, he's super efficient for a big. You can't really find that in the later rounds. Like, later... Like, you can't pick up a big right now that can give you that kind of rebounds and shoot good free throws. So, it's hard. It's kind of funny you say that, because right now he's actually um, averaging his worst free throw percentage of his career. Um, it's 10% he? less. Yeah, he's at 66% right now. I don't know what happened. But last season, he was at, like, 75 the first season, he was around 74, 75, so I don't know what's happening, oh, but he, he's... Uh, that's got to come back up. It has to, right? It, it, that's kind of the only, 
reason why I took him was because he was great at free throws. Yeah, just a lot of averages. It's got to come back around. Like, yeah. So yeah, I, I think Aiton gets the longer leash than Booker for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm just really hoping it turns around for him. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with another. Sorry. Sorry, I said especially with CP3 turning like Blake into DeAndre Jordan into All Stars and on the Clippers. Oh, right? ex- with assume. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I was like, I went into it like thinking that was going to happen, but so far it hasn't been the case. And that might be just because Devin Booker, like, they, they're trying to like give him the ball a lot too. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, it might be a weird dynamic there. Yeah, but um, matchup dependent too, right? So. Oh, for sure. Uh, another guy that's uh, like I, I don't even know what to think about him is Kyrie Irving. Um, he's apparently coming back tomorrow or tonight to play in the game. Um, and I, I this one like he's a wild card to me. I'm looking at it and. I'd probably try to be trying to move him because, like, what do you what do you even do with Kyrie? Irving? Like, he's all over the map. Um, you don't know if he's gonna like come up with some random reason to like not play if the stars aren't aligned, and he's like deciding, hey, <laughs> I'm just gonna skip another four games. But yeah, what do you think of Kyrie? Like, would you be panicking right now on him? Um. Not panicking on his like skills on the basketball court. I think if he does play, even with Harden and KD there, I feel like he'll still put up uh, second roundish, third roundish numbers, kind of where you would draft him. So I'm not scared of that. It's just like you said, it's his mental state is what I'm more afraid of. Um, if you had him on your team, would you be trying to trade him? Yes. Because not only is his production going to go down with Harden there, um, you just never know what the team dynamic is going to be. And, you know, Kyrie is always kind of always injury prone too at the same time. So not only do you have to worry about the injury concern, some, uh, you know, he might just decide some political movement is more important and he just won't show up like he did recently, right? I think he missed seven games, which could be a killer. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's not about the skills for sure for him. Like I would only move move him because of the instability. Right? H- having healthy scratches <laughs> is like the worst thing. Yeah, that's definitely the worst. Yeah, for me, uh, Kyrie Irving. Um, I I probably wouldn't be trying to move him right now because everyone's like get super low on him, especially after what he just did. It's like he basically waited for a trade to happen. It's so weird because it's like he didn't like Levert and Allen. And then they get moved and he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll come back and start playing again. But who really knows what's going on there? So, uh, so actually, me, I, I have a, sorry, I have a, like a conspiracy theory about what actually happened uh, with Kyrie. Mm-hmm. So I think, it. I think they were actually ramping up discussions with, for James Harden. And Houston probably asked for Kyrie. And then they just told Kyrie, hey, you know what? Just go crazy. Kill your trade value. And once we finish this trade of uh, Houston, you can come back. Because if you look at the timing, <laughs> it's kind of really weird, right? Like Kyrie goes away. 
goes off the map. Harden all of a sudden, you know, has an interview where he says his team basically sucks, can't fix the problem, needs to get moved, and he gets moved <laughs> the day after. And the second the trade gets made, Kyrie was available to return on that following <laughs> weekend. So it just kind of lines up a little too perfectly, so, in my opinion. It's an, uh, it's an interesting um, theory for sure, right? Because I mean, I don't, I don't know if I believe it, but who knows? Why not? Really? <laughs> you, it, it's the most logical thing, right? Like he comes back right away as soon as the trade is know. made. <laughs> Harry's always been crazy, and he, I feel like he's the type of guy that doesn't like want to give in to especially to a higher power is like his gm to make his team better so i i don't know i feel like he would think about like this he has a chance of facing lebron now in the finals you don't think he wants to beat lebron i don't know man like like without this trade it would be a much tougher road but with harden here i think it's they're definitely going to the finals (laughs) It's it's really hard to say because I I don't think it enhanced their chances of getting Harden. I just like the only person that benefits for him going crazy is him to not get no no oh exactly so you're saying like the other teams won't even want him exactly so Brooklyn manager probably said yo it's time to go crazy mode disappear do whatever break COVID value to lower his value so kill his team yeah so Houston will stop asking yeah. Because if uh, think of it like this from from Houston's perspective, if you trade for Kyrie and he's already upset, he he might just sit over the rest of the season with you, right? He just doesn't want to play. Request well, a trade. That's all. <laughs> right. Okay. I, kinda, I, I see. I see where the I see where why it's conspiracy at this yes. point, but I I don't believe it. I I think Kyrie's just like crazy because he's always been like this way, uh, and I don't think he just like given to his GM to yeah do that, but. I don't know. It's 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 hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and if you're an owner, honestly, if you've already kept him for this long, you might as well hang on to him for a little bit longer. I wouldn't. I don't think I would trade him now. It's a little bit too late because he's already missed all those games. But if I feel like he's gonna go crazy again, I would try and trade him before that happens. Um, yeah. For me, um, yeah, I wouldn't I, trade I him you. now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't trade him now. I'd wait for him to pop off for like. As soon as he gets like a, a huge game, I'd start sending trade really? trades out like to half the league. I expect wow. probably the bottom six in your league or the bottom like players in your league. I'd start trading, sending out trades for Kyrie Irving to get wow. like equal value of where you drafted him or oh, anyone man. that you think has potential. But I would definitely be trying to move him as soon as he like puts together. I don't know, like two games, and just start a, dishing out trades. That's a that's a that's like a big cut, even coming from you. Like I'm surprised you wouldn't move him. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't move him now because like his value is so low. You're not gonna get shit for him right now, but as soon as he pops well, off for a couple games, I, I mean, like even in general, like I feel like I would keep him for the rest of the season, unless, like I said, you oh, think he's hell crazy. No. I, like, no. I wouldn't with the Harden there. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see tonight. See how they gel. Yeah. Or whenever they yeah. play next. Oh, I'm definitely. That's one game I'm, I will be watching tonight. But I, I I can't see him being him, especially with Harden there. 
Like, I, I have no idea how him and Harden are going to work together. I mean, they can. it's interesting because they can both shoot and they can both pass, so it might work out. It's not like a Westbrook and Harden situation, but they also have KD there. So there's a lot of uses to go around, and some guys get might not get mad. I mean, they might get mad because they're not getting the ball as much as they want. Yeah. Like, that is a really... Like, they really all have to buy into it. Like, the system, any kind of system. And, like, who yeah. are three guys that all want the ball in their hand? Like, super want the ball in their hand. So. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to watch. I think, uh, I think Kyrie did survive playing with LeBron. So, it could work out. But, like you said, they I mean, KD did he there. survive? Did he survive with LeBron? He didn't enjoy uh, it. He didn't enjoy, and that's why I was he literally. I, I think he's yeah. gonna hate this team because with LeBron he was the Robin, and with Harden and KD he's definitely the Albert. Of this, <laughs> he's the, <laughs> the Alfred. Right? The Alfred, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my wrong one. He's definitely the Alfred of this situation now. He's like he's like the Batwoman of of like the yeah. <laughs> holy. Yeah. It's like the Batmobile. Exactly. So oh, he's definitely not gonna be happy with this situation. I, I just really want to <laughs> see where he is mentally when this all plays out. Yeah, like I can't see him liking this at all because he's got to take a backseat to both of them for sure. He's like, he's the third hand in almost in every aspect of basketball. Yeah, like they can both shoot so. better than him. Yeah, I think, do you think uh, passing? Passing, uh, I think I would edge it to Harden just because I've seen that he can do it. I think he averaged like over ten assists that one season. And to be yeah. fair, if you're watching the games now without Kyrie, he's averaging ten assists a game. I know. I saw this. It's wild. Yeah, so he can definitely think... run that offense without Kyrie. Yeah, Harden seems super super happy over there. He's like. Slapping referees' asses and shit. So, I don't know. He seems like he's like super happy to be um, over there because he knows well, he's like. You, you can just tell by the numbers. He like if you look at the Houston games, he's literally double the scoring. Yeah, <laughs> and the it's, assists. It's motivated him. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't really see that coming. I thought he'd go over there and. But we'll see when Irving comes back. But so far, yeah, he's exceeded my expectations of him moving to uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, uh, we got super sidetracked, but yeah, Irving. Yeah, I think it was a good talk. <laughs> um, uh, trade it to trade Irving or not? Um, oh, I, I, yeah. yeah. I think you said you would. I wouldn't. Like I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't right now, but I would. As soon as he puts a couple of good games together, yeah. Um, I don't. I, I have don't another agree. Uh, Sorry, go big ahead. one. Uh, Trey Young. Trey Young hasn't been performing, probably to what his owners expect him to, because you expect him to be a number one guy, uh, draft like draft wise, uh, number one round guy, and he hasn't really been performing up to that um there's a weird thing happening with him between collins apparently collins called him out in a um video like they're reviewing video and 
Collins said he's not like playmaking how he should be. And then since he's done that, Trey, his numbers have like sunk like crazy. So it's definitely concerning. But yeah, what do you think about it? Uh, I think Trey Young started out really hot and they were winning games. So I think he was giving you that, like a glimpse of that he can provide you first round value. I think recently, like you said, he's fallen off. And I think it stems from that talk that they had. And possibly, do you remember that game against Brooklyn when Steve Nash was saying he wasn't playing basketball by jumping backwards? <laughs> I think he made a the, uh, There was a foul call, yeah. And he, yeah. he basically let a guy like jump into him from behind. No, he jumped backwards into the guy that was trying to oh, get okay, him. okay. Yeah, yeah I then, remember seeing that video. It was questionable. Yes. I, like, I, I didn't really believe they jumped backwards, but I don't know. Nash. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's the fact that he jumps jumps up and he sticks his ass out backwards. So it's like you have to follow him, right? Someone's going to guard you from behind like that. Yeah. Um, I, I think they have a point. I kind of don't like that style of play for myself. Like, I don't like it when guys draw fouls going backwards. It's kind of like, what, what can you really do as a defender, right? You're chasing a guy down, he jumps backwards into you and you know, but if you look at like James Harden, those guys, like they all do that same shit. But and then Trey uh, Nash decides to call Trey Young on it, which is like it, it confuses me because like Harden does that same stuff. I've seen Harden do that so many times. No, I think the difference is James Harden doesn't jump backwards into you. He'll he'll put you on his ass and he'll just keep going forward, 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 and then he'll kind of jerk you into running into him from behind, which is different from. You know, you have space between Trey Young and yourself, and then he just jumps backwards into you. Like, I don't even like. I super. I saw the video, and I. I don't think he jumped that far back. Like, I. It to me, it seemed like a regular play that all the big players do now, where they like, especially the guards, they where they know a guy's on their back, and they know they're gonna like foul them, and they just go up for a shot. Like, I don't think it was as bad as uh, Steve well, Nash made it seem. Like, I, I Steve think, Nash, I think, I think because play. he's like a rookie, uh, I don't know. He, like, he, it, probably from Steve Nash, it wasn't the one player, right? It probably happened throughout the entire game. Like, he probably did like eight times. He's like, okay, this guy can't just keep jumping backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we should probably look at some film. We, we should probably look at some film and be like, are people actually jumping backwards or is it Trey Young? Cause I, I, for me, when I see Trey Young do it, it, it's very obvious that he's not going forward anymore. Maybe for James Harden, it's trickier, and he looks like he's going forward still, and he just gets bumped or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, but, but regardless of their basketball play, yeah, Trey Young, I feel like you, you, have, you kind of have to ride this wave. I feel like he's not worth cutting yet. Um, his field goal percentage is pretty nasty right now. It's at 38%. He's not getting you any defensive stats, and I think it's basically his assists that are giving him any value at this point right now. Like, his threes are... He's only hitting one-and-a-half threes, which is pretty bad because i'm sure you drafted him for at least two two and a half so i feel like it's, yeah. not, it's not time for me to cut yet i think i would give him another two weeks and see if he can improve but you as an owner will probably have the better <laughs> the better judgment call on this so would i guess you would trade him right now um for me i, w- I would not be I, I agree i wouldn't be looking to trade him at all um but you will I be think you hold him, and like, there's no way he he's gonna rank a hundred by the end of the year. Like, he has to play better than he has. Like, there's no way he's, he keeps playing this bad. 
Um, like you said, when you drafted Trey Young, you knew your turnover was going to be through the roof. You knew your field goal is going to be in the garbage. But you're definitely expecting at least a bit more steals. Like the defensive stats are not like non-existent at this point. Um, and then his threes, his threes. I don't know what happened. Like his, he's he's not even hitting his threes. Um, what's anchoring? Yeah, is what's anchoring his his um, ranking is free throws and assists at this yeah. point, and he puts up a lot of points. So, yeah. I mean, if you can get if someone's like, which is like really unlikely, no one's gonna trade you anything of value for him right now. There's probably a lot. If you're a Trey Young owner, you're probably getting a lot of uh, trades, like buy low trades, and I would not take low balls. Any, any of them. I wouldn't take any of those low ball trades. Yeah. Um, at this point, you kind of have to hold them. Yeah, and I agree. I hope still, he turns it around. Con- yeah, still a big concern, though. Like, he needs to improve for sure. It's scary. It's scary for sure. Um, but it's not time to get desperate yet. Like if you're, if you really start sinking in the standings in a couple weeks, and maybe you move him for something that can help you. Another player that like emphasizes like the stats that you're going for, so you can at least win five four the rest of the weeks, and hopefully get that sixth spot. But I wouldn't panic on Trey Young yet. I think he'll turn around for you and. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the players, well, it's his teammate, John Collins. I think he's someone you should definitely be panicking at this point. Um, obviously, him and his point guard are not on the same page. And it's showing across the board. I think his, his points have definitely decreased. He's not getting as many shots as he used to. And he's pretty much just like blocks. Good field goal percentage, good free throws. Um, he gets you one three as a big. The points are pretty shit. The rebounds are solid, and then he gets you one block. So it's not looking hot right now, and I honestly don't see his status improving, to be honest, especially with Clint Capella there now. Clint Capella has been balling out the last couple of games, um, which is not good for John Collins at all. And this, this is honestly kind of what I expected him to do with the addition of Clint Capella. I didn't think it was going to be bad because of Trey Young's miscommunication, but yeah, I think this is definitely a time to panic. I, I would try and trade John Collins for something. I mean, yeah, think? if you if you drafted John Collins where um, at least Yahoo had him ranked, I know they had him ranked like around the second round, which we both agreed was crazy. Um both of our lists, like, let's see. For you, you had him at 27, and for me, I don't even have him on here. Yeah, I don't, I don't even have uh, John Collins in my top six rounds at all. <laughs> I think it's just a case of you forgetting. I doubt you would not. Did you purposely move? Exclude him, or did you just forget? <laughs> Hold on. Um, 
I probably went through him in probably around like the third or fourth round, to be honest. I don't know if I'm just like missing him here, but I, I don't see him on my lists at all here. Oh, okay, there he is. I haven't ranked at 42, which is basically right around where he is right now. Wow, that's a oh, that's a that's a good rate ranking right there. That is. Um, yeah, I knew coming into it, especially with all the new players that they've acquired, he was not going to be putting up. Uh, like I, I completely don't understand value and who knows maybe he'll turn around by the end of the year but i don't see it I, like unless he gets traded these numbers are probably going to be what he's doing for the rest of the year uh like you said like i don't see the points coming up clint capella has been balling so and and then his rebounds like he's he's averaging three less rebounds than he did last year that's because Clint Capella's there. <laughs> so, yeah, I would I be panicking? I would definitely be panicking. Um, I wouldn't move him for scraps, but I don't know if you can like at least reach for like a third or fourth round value guy. Yeah, I'd he would definitely be on my tr- take it trade block. Yeah, he's hundred percent like, on my trade block. If you can find someone that believes that he's going to be where everyone like ranked him at, I would definitely take it, but I don't see these numbers going up. Like I, I think those blocks will remain at, at like one block a game, especially with Clint Capella there. Like he's, he's their center now. So yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's, he's a, Good player, He's but solid you know, draft him as high as yeah, who had him ranked. Uh, yeah, no, I'm He's, for sure he's right agree. around that. Yeah, like he's he's a great player, but not second round, third round worthy at this point. Like fifth rounder. Um, yeah, like I would honestly try and train for someone like maybe Oladipo if they're willing to bite. Um, that'd be hard around that. Especially because yeah, how good Oladipo's been, but yeah, for sure. The Junte Murray, maybe even around there, if you need those type of stats. But yeah, John Collins is. Uh, yeah, I don't see him really improving. To be honest, the way that mm-hmm. Atlanta's playing with so many so many mouths to feed there, everyone's like DeAndre Hunter is a big surprise. He's doing very very well. Trey Young's still absorbing all the shots. Clint Capella's looking too good to not lob to. I just don't see him improving, and I think he needs to be on a trade block. Yeah, especially if he's beefing with uh, Trey Young. Yeah, yeah, unless he gets traded, his his value is not going to go up from there. Um, another guy. Yeah, so I think we can agree, panic mode on John Collins for sure. Uh, another guy I had on here is uh, Robert Covington. Um. He's still not really performing where you expect him to. And the concerning part, too, is um, CJ McCollum went down and he didn't really have a great game. So, yeah, what do you think of uh, Covington? Yeah, I think at first it was just kind of funny because, you know, 
Robert Covington always goes through these stretches every season, and you know that going into it. Um, you know that's why he is the Lord. He he comes, he comes when uh, when you least expect it, or when you really really need him on Sunday night. But so far, like he's <laughs> getting the minutes, and he's getting the shots, but he's just not making them, and he's still averaging seven game like seven shots a game. It's not a lot. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess and he was not a great field goal percentage guy too, right? So seven shots is not a lot, and he doesn't make even half of them. So points have taken a huge hit. The defensive stats are still there for steals. The blocks have dropped off significantly from last season. He's not a stakes guy anymore. You can't call him that anymore. So you're really having him just for steals and threes right now and solid free throw percentage. But he doesn't even shoot like one free throw a game, so he doesn't help you there. Yeah, yeah, for me, is... he's a solid hold. Um, and you definitely wait over the next two weeks. You just watch um, the kind of numbers you're going to be putting up because Nurkic just went down. CJ McCollum just went down. He's going to be getting more minutes in the paint just because of that reason. And because Cantor's not a defensive guy at all. And then also... The usage, CJ McCollum has been going crazy this year. So they've been using him. His usage has been like super high. Uh, without him, they're going to need Robert Covington to step up. So I, for me, he's an automatic hold. Like I wouldn't trade him for anything until you know what kind of guy he's going to be. Um, Nurk yeah. and CJ are out both at least six weeks. So he might be the guy that like turned your season around. I would be holding him and I would be trying to trade for him right now. For him? If I were... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd be I'd be I'm so reluctant only because they have a lot of wing depth on Portland. Like I know CJ went down and no Yusuf uh anymore, but they still have a lot of forwards, right? Like they still have um what Ronnie Hood is going to be there. They still have Derek Jones Jr. They have Gary Trent. They have Carmelo Anthony. Uh, Harry Giles, if he can get some minutes. But I don't know. I just feel like he's not... I don't know if it's part of the game plan for him not to take a lot of shots or he's just reluctant or he's trying to gel still. But he's just not taking a lot of shots, which is the problem. And even when he does take the shots, he's just not making them. Right? Yeah, um, he's always yeah. been streaky too. I mean, yeah. But the problem is he hasn't streaked yet. <laughs> it's been he is five weeks. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely a buy low guy for me. Like, I, if you're listening to this, you should go and try and get rip off uh, some kind of manager for him because rip off. No, I mean you just you... watch over the next four to six weeks. He's gonna be. Um, you're gonna see some Reddit posts on him. The Lord Covington nah. is back. The Lord he's, is back. Like our Lord and Savior is back. That's that's nah. my take. Hundred percent. Yeah, my take is don't trade for him. And if you have him, try and get a couple good games together and maybe string him for something. Uh, like he's looking pretty bad. It's like career lows in everything right now. And <laughs> Portland just doesn't look like they want him to shoot or go on offense. So, oh, they'll learn. They'll learn. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> um, 
I got a couple more guys. Maybe we should wrap this up. Um, would you be panicking on DeMarcus Aldridge? Yes. Yes, that's a huge panic right there. Um, yeah, he just he just looks old. That's that's what it is. It's like age caught up to him finally. Uh, he's completely mid-range jumper reliant, and if he doesn't hit them, it's you know he's not going to get you anything. Uh, rebounds are very very low right now. He's, he's only averaging five. Um, the blocks disappeared. He's not even at one, and just like father times caught up. He's definitely a panic a sell now as soon as you can. If he strings up one more, you know, one or two good games, I would definitely try and sell, but. He is not looking good on the Spurs at all. It's funny, he's looking kind of better than I thought he would be, to be honest. Like, I was not what? high on him at all. I didn't even rank him in the first five rounds. Uh, but he has looked... Okay, maybe he's not... He's looking... He, okay, never mind. He's looking worse than I thought, but... Yeah, worse than you thought. Yeah. I definitely wasn't Expecting to be like 154th in the ranking, especially in like the Rota ranking. But yeah, he just doesn't shoot threes that much. Like, and his field goal is kind of falling off. It's so weird. Uh, he for me, I would, I agree. Like, I'd be panicking. I don't really expect him to get better uh maybe not sure. much better at least like he's not a guy that's gonna like start exploding for weeks i mean he's, he's what is he he's he's pushing like 35 36 yeah he's 35 he's he's having career lows in everything right now like i think he's just yeah old he doesn't attack he doesn't get into the paint and he just takes a lot more threes right that's how you kind of compensate for getting old yeah he's literally having definitely. career lows like career lows in every stat so he's definitely yeah. a panic and a sell now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not someone to buy into right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess before we kind of wrap up, I just just had a question: or what do you think of trading two for ones? Would would you ever? Or sorry, trading one for two? Would you ever give up like a superstar to get two you know solid guys back? I think the consensus uh, is people always do the two-for-ones, but we never hear from the other side of it and say, you know, are one-for-two like, worth it? You always say to do your one Two player... Or, sorry, your two players for their one that's better, right? right? Yeah. yeah, I I 100% agree with that. A lot of people don't... That, when you're making that trade, you have to include the best... Um free agent guy like always into the trade like that's basically what you're doing you're because you know you're you're gonna have to pick up a guy and for me yeah um in most cases i would be looking to make a two-for-one trade especially if you have a guy on your ir and you don't really have someone that you want to drop especially if you believe in a guy so in that case you're most cases you're looking to make um, you're one player for their two guys. Yeah. But I do well, think there are times where you can look for depth. Uh, if your team is terrible and, you know, you got like six guys that are running through the wire and you have a, a streaming, like, um, limit, 
then mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, I'd be looking for some real guys to keep on my roster for the rest of the year where I don't have to constantly be picking up guys. But yeah, in the most case, like, I'd be looking to make the, the one for two. The only case is when you got like six pickups and you can't afford to keep making moves all year. Yeah, no, I think I agree. I think there's, if for any of these panic players that you feel like are never going to return the value that you were expecting, uh, I think you can definitely trade those players away for a one for two where you get some more depth in your bench, especially if you're struggling uh, with depth. For example, like if you have Trey Young and you feel like he's never going to achieve you know, what you wanted as a first rounder, um, you can definitely try and sell them off to somebody um, for two you know, mid-round guys, something along the lines of maybe like you know, like a Devin Booker and DeJunte. Um, or even, you know, Trey Young for Malcolm Brogdon and DeJunte Murray. So just things like that just increase your depth. But yeah, I totally agree. Um, it, it's kind of like the off case where you really, really need the depth is the only time I would do a uh, one for two. And yeah, I think that wraps up our podcast. Um, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Twitter, and Instagram at Easy Money Fantasy. And that is all.